athletes and friends, welcome to the Woven Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and this is my co-host. What's up, everyone? It's Stevie. And we are here to champion the athlete's mental game before, during, and after their athletic careers and performances. So let's jump in. Athletes, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Stevie, who are we bringing on today? Yeah, today we had the privilege of bringing on our good friend, Chauncey Hollingsworth. Chauncey is an NBA trainer, trains pro athletes uh, in the U.S., and he's also got the opportunity to train athletes internationally. Uh, he owns his own company. He's the founder of Hoops in Christ, and uh, he also is a real estate agent out of Minnesota. Very successful businessman yeah. uh, and also a great friend. He's inspired us to do all kinds of different things like Woven Athlete. Yeah. And today's podcast, it was super fun. It was a fun podcast. We laughed, but then it was also really good. We got to hear a little of Chauncey's story, what led him to Hoops in Christ, what led him to real estate. And then we also got to talk about a lot of hard truths. Yeah. Um, Chauncey, uh, one thing you'll learn about him in this podcast is that he, as much fun as he likes to have and as much as he likes to laugh, he's one of those guys that's going to tell you the hard truth. And I really appreciate that uh, mm -hmm. in a friendship. I also appreciate people that just want to not tell me those things, but um, <laughs> it's good. You as an athlete need to hear the hard truth and you're going to get to hear a lot of that today. Uh, so I would love to jump in. Let's do it. Donchi, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well, doing well. How you doing? Uh, you know, just enjoying this Southern California weather out here, man. Yeah. How are things? How are things where you're at? I'm enjoying the still the cold of Minnesota. <laughs> man, it's so good to see you. Is it is it spring yet, or is it just? No, it's still low key winter. It's been cold and chilly oh. and rainy, and it ain't been beautiful yet. Oh my goodness! We'll send some spring your way, right? We're we're hoping for right. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it like warm enough to go out and golf yet, or is it still too cold? You can, but it is cold. <laughs> You're gonna be hanging on to that golf club real tight. I'm still, I'm still indoor right now. I'm yes, oh, man. Well, hey, Chauncey, it is so awesome to have you with us today. Um, for a little backstory for our listeners, uh, we've known Chauncey for what seven years now? Um, seven, eight, eight years. Something eight. like that. Yeah. Something like seven, eight, oh, wow. 2012 or something like that. 2012, yeah. Like yeah, somewhere in, in that. Realm. And, uh, you know, we met Chauncey and Tara through an organization called Basketball Maui and MBC um, Camps. It was a huge organization that hosted uh, camps for youth. And we got the opportunity to be master coaches and directors of those camps for years yeah. out in Hawaii. Um, it was so fun. We had such a good time. <laughs> Great times, man. Great times. We, we actually knew you before your wife because you were coming out when you guys were dating. And yep. then she jumped on real quick when you guys got married, <laughs> which is what I did too. I tagged along as soon as I could. So. You know what, Chauncey, it's because we had the Maui hookup. They they knew they had to stick with us, man. 
It's true. It went to Mary's because of the Maui hookup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you get a free trip to Maui every year? Oh, Mary, Mary. <laughs> Done deal right there. Done deal. <laughs> but now the Maui trips aren't happening anymore, so maybe we got to rethink this. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just Stevie doing that on the podcast. Oh, that was a good one, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, so yeah, we've known Chauncey for years, and uh, it's been a huge blessing. We've gotten to... Uh, kind of pour into each other's lives, um, encourage each other and watch each other from a distance through social media. Um, Chauncey's going to get into what he does, but mm-hmm. we've always been fans of you and Tara and, and what you guys do. It's been amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few people that we think of when we're on this endeavor of woven athlete and starting businesses. And there's a few people that we think of all the time. Yeah. It's, it's our friends that started a coffee shop, our friends that started a media company. Yeah. And then we look at you guys mm-hmm. and, and we see that you guys have been, you know, full time in ministry as like proper ministry, whether it's working for a church or whatever. But then you guys also have a heart for the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really cool to watch uh, your background in church yeah. and marketplace, but also in sports. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to get to, though, for those listening today, you're going to get to hear a little bit about um, the background that Shanti has, an incredible story and, and everything like that of where uh, he came from and what he does for the athletic world. And uh, you can call him coach. I'm telling the audience right now that this is coach, this is coach Shanti. All right. That's coach right. Shanti, he will slap you in the shape real quick. So watch <laughs> out, message him on Instagram and he will give you the what for, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, Chauncey, once again, man, thank you. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear just about what you're involved with right now and kind of just how you got to where you are. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, I'm very honored to be, I feel like I'm going back to like Baptist church where you got to get up and you got to honor everybody. <laughs> but I'm super honored, you know, God who is the head of my life, you know, and, but I'm super thankful to share my experiences with you guys and the people that are listening, your audience. Um, I never take that for granted. It's always something that is in everybody's story that can inspire, change, and transform somebody else's life. So I hope that something that I say manifests and it it reaches somebody that is needed in this appointed time in their life. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll just kind of, I'll kind of reference how I got um, a little bit to where I'm at. So originally I grew up in St. Louis. Uh, I was raised by a single mom. I'm the second oldest of five siblings. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was 11. My whole life, I started playing basketball when I was at the age of five years old. So I was super passionate about basketball, very young. Well, you know, going through, you know, my mom getting divorced and us moving back to St. Louis and then, you know, getting to her getting remarried, then getting divorced again, then dating a the guy and her husband getting murdered or her boyfriend getting murdered. I just experienced so much um so much change and shift in my life so much. But the one consistent thing for me before I even gave my life to, to Jesus was basketball. Basketball was that that thing that I was always able to rely on and I was always able to fall back on. So that was um, that was my thing. And when, you know, it, I'll never forget, it was a couple moments when I was in high school. But one of the biggest moments was when I was in high school and um, I think it was my junior high school and I wasn't playing as much as I would have liked to play. And I was thinking about transferring and going to a different school. And my high school coach, he said, Chauncey, um, I actually saw him outside of the front of the school as I was leaving. And he said, where are you going? I go, man, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. 
I'm going, I'm about to transfer. He was like, okay. He said, if you quit and you transfer, you will probably end up quitting every other thing in your life. And from that day on, it changed my whole perspective on if I commit to something, I have to be committed to it. And if I'm not committed to it, then I have to not be committed to it. I'm done with it. You know, I got to move on. And that was a pivotal moment in my life. And I'll tell you why in a second. So once I, once all that happened, I'm growing up in St. Louis, I'm living there. I graduate high school and uh, I'm trying to decide on where I want to go to college. And somebody tells me, my eighth grade basketball coach tells me about North Central, which is in Minneapolis, a Christian school. Well, remember, I was not saved at the time. So this was like, okay. And on top of that, I didn't know it was a Christian school until after I had already got accepted. And then they sent me the welcome packet in the mail. And then I look at the thing and they had this whole list of stuff. I go, man, what in the beep beep is this? You know, like I'm hot as a mug. I'm like, what is, what is this? And I'm like, okay. So I go back. I'm like, it's not a Christian school. Can't be a Christian school. So I go back and I check the website and I go North Central University. And I look and one of the slides passed and it was like a big old cross in the middle of the thing. And I'm like, ah, did I miss that? I'm like, how did I miss it? Uh, I was like, okay. So then, you know, at that point, you're just talking yourself into it. I'm like, okay, maybe it's a Christian school that's not really a Christian school. Maybe it's one of those schools that like, they say that they're Christian school, but you can still do whatever you want. So I'm like, it's in the city. I'll be fine. I'll be good. I'll be straight. So I ended up coming to North Central uh, for college, was not saved. The first week I get on campus, you know, it was just, it was a huge culture shock. You know, I was one out of like maybe 12 black people at the time on the whole campus. So it was like a big eye opener for me and me being from St. Louis, obviously I talk different. My, you know, my slang was a little bit different. My mannerisms and how I acted was a little bit different than what people were used to. So people would be staring at me all the time. Can't understand what I'm saying. It was just, it was super annoying and super frustrating. And, um, but I, it was towards the end of my freshman year, I was at my professor's house and he had always invited all the freshmen over and I ended up giving my life to Jesus, you know, that night at his house where from there I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do with my life now that I just got saved? And then God showed me the vision of hoops in Christ. And then I was like, all right, maybe I'm not supposed to do that yet. I don't know what that is. Maybe that, so then I like prolonged it for like a good, you know, probably like a couple months, maybe like a month and a half. And the vision popped up again. And then I was like, okay, this is random. Why does this keep happening? But the whole time I'm praying, like, God, show me my vision, show me my purpose. Right. So then school started by this time. So now this, the whole summer has passed. We've already started school. School has been going for like a month and a half. And I had, I felt like God told me to quit basketball. So now this is my first time not playing basketball since I was five years old, but it's my first time not playing organized basketball since I was in like literally sixth grade. So it was, oh my gosh, now God, you brought me to Minnesota. I'm thinking I'm coming here for basketball and now you're telling me to quit. So this whole time I quit basketball. It was the hardest thing ever. I'm literally walking past the gym every day and I'm seeing them practicing and I'm not there. And that's, that's hard for me. Right. So then, but I'm still praying, God, show me my vision, show me my vision. So when that vision of hoops in Christ popped up the second time, I promised myself that, Hey, if this vision pops up one more time, it's obviously a sign that God's telling me to do it. So I said, I'm going to just do it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to just do it. And I'm going to just run with it. Well, that was 
almost that was 10 years ago now you know and that was 10 years ago when that happened and i've been doing hoops in christ ever since so the reason why i stated that earlier about my high school coach is because i believe that there's a firm uh, mindset that you have to have when you know that god is calling you to do something right and even though i'm in a different phase of life right now with doing real estate and everything like that i'm still doing hoops in christ because i still understand that this was the vehicle that god has given me to be able to bless people and also impact the kingdom. You know what I mean? And that's just part of my purpose. So, and there's times I'm saying that because as an entrepreneur for over 10 years, there's so many times where I've wanted to quit and just get a regular job or do, or literally I would tell Tara sometime like, Hey Tara, what if I just got a, a job at the school? I can still train some, but you know, at least it was consistent income and blah, 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 blah. There's so many times where I've had those conversations, but it was so important for me to get back to what my high school coach said to me back in 2009. And he said, Chauncey, if you quit anything, you were going to quit everything. And that's wow. why I have not ever given up on myself. I've never given up on my vision and I've never given up on people. Wow. Dang, I got goosebumps. <laughs> No, man, it's powerful, bro. It's cool because you can see it in, in what you do. You can see it in in the athletes you train and, and just the, the trail you're paving with, with that ministry. It's so cool to see, man. And uh, your passion, mm-hmm. it is it is felt. So Yeah, your story is one of my, my favorite ones and one that I feel like I go back to often in like my own mind, but I feel like we go back to often as a couple who is in the entrepreneur fresh freshly in the entrepreneur world right now and i'm always so it always is so inspiring and i love it so thanks for sharing that again yeah so fuel the fire yeah man oh my goodness it's great to hear so yeah if you're listening right now (laughs) what what is it i know quit now say that again again, quit now so if you quit now you'll quit everything yeah it's, it's cool. You gotta, you gotta follow through. And, and there's a reality to that too. Um, what would like a reality in that? And we're going to talk about some hard truths today. Um, that actually, you know what, I'll bring that, I'll bring that back up in just a minute, but really quickly hoops in Christ. Um, one of the other things that you mentioned or that you talked about was real estate too. When did real estate start coming in and how did you kind of manage the two like hoops in Christ plus real estate, yeah. what kind of developed that passion too? Because Chauncey does real estate now too. Yeah. So Hoops in Christ, I mean, just to explain what that is, Hoops in Christ is a basketball center organization to develop student athletes on and off the court through skill development and, and, and helping their mindset, right? So basically what I started was just literally, I mean, I started with freaking five-year-olds. I was training five-year-olds and six-year-olds and seven-year-olds and I was literally doing whatever God had me doing at the time and then that transitioned to me training NBA players to other NBA players to WNBA players to international players to top collegiate athletes and it kind of just expanded and grew from there but now that I'm in this transition with real estate it was crazy and this is going to be a good alignment for anybody that is doing sports or that is an athlete right now it is so important to establish strong relationships and people that hold you accountable first of all but then it's so important to literally, I heard this, you know, LeBron said it, just not be an a-hole to people. Like yeah. literally, don't be an a-hole. Just yeah. be a good person to people. Be nice to people. Be generous. Be be giving. Serve, right? So like for me, that transition for real estate, I'm thinking like, oh, 
I know I feel like God has transitioned me a little bit from Hoops in Christ to not doing it every day or it being like my full time gig. I feel like there's so much more I'm supposed to be doing. Well, then this whole revelation, I get a whole revelation about real estate. So then I, I said, all right, I'm going to do it. I jump into it. I'm thinking like, oh, it's going to be slow to start. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard to get going. I did like 36 deals in my first 12 months, you know, and it was literally because of the relationships that I established over the 10 years of doing basketball training, doing hoops in Christ, where I served, I served, I served, I served. Young people nowadays don't want to understand or don't like the, they don't like the concept of having to serve for long periods of time until you actually reap the harvest of that. And wow. Wow. like, I, I'm literally, I'm a witness that literally, I, my wife was working at a job. We were both working a job. We were making, you know, 45 to 50 grand a piece. We were, you know, we were able to live decently. You know, I literally quadrupled our income in one year because of the faithfulness over many years. You see what I'm saying? Consistency and faithfulness over many years are just, but if I would have quit, you know, if I would have quit three, four years ago, yep. I wouldn't have had those relationships that I have now that have gave me the opportunity to do real estate at such a high level. So, wow. and yeah, it goes to show, man. Yeah. That faithfulness and commitment is huge. That is, yeah. It's so good. It's it reminds me back, like in a, one of our first podcasts we did a recording with um, an endurance athlete named VJ Jones. And we had a good conversation with him specifically about sports, but it goes with everything in life. It's just, you have to be consistent and you have to be okay with the slow game. Like you, yep. like you said, so many people nowadays just want to, um, they're not okay with the slow game. They want to shotgun everything and they want quick results, but it's the slow game and the consistency in the process that is gonna, like you said, reap the benefits. And that's Absolutely. So yeah, man. Wow. So like you heard Chauncey said, um, you know, because it, it, I love how he, he started. It started, Hoops in Christ started with five-year-olds. We got yeah. a five-year-old, so it's kind of fun no, to hear I was that. Thinking about I was that. like, how would Cruz play basketball? But <laughs> it, it started with five-year-olds and then it worked its way up through high school, middle school, and then collegiate, MBA, overseas and um so it's really cool to um if you guys ever are looking like i was joking but kind of not uh chauncey is a coach he is a coach in sport and i i would dare to say that uh if it was a different sport he could probably give you good advice on that too (laughs) i mean i don't know maybe sumo wrestling i don't know if you i mean i know i know we like to eat right for a while you you were posting really good food for a while I love cooking too. Tara's kind of beat me now, so. Oh, we got to make our way over. But what's your claim? What's your what's your plate? That's like no one can touch you on this. Like, uh, you're the meal that you. (laughs) If I do some, if I take my time and I do some barbecue. Uh, Oh my gosh! Style barbecue, I tear that thing up. Y'all be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I could I could really do some barbecue. Dude, I uh, all right. We're gonna make our way to Minnesota. We're gonna bring Cruz. You'll can y'all train please him. come visit one day? Can y'all please come visit yeah. one day? I already I visited y'all once. Yeah. Now we need to come visit you guys. Yes. You we'll have some barbecue, we'll do all that. Um, I eat a lot of food right now because of the training that I'm doing, but oh man, there's something that as I was working out this morning, uh, this topic came up when I thought about you, Chauncey, I, I kept thinking about hard truths and the pros and cons of hearing hard truths. 
yeah. uh, there's a there's a bright side to it, and there's like almost like this tough love side to it. And we've we've had to either have it said to us, or we've had to say it to others because, yeah. like, we don't want, ever want to see people quit anything, right? We don't want to see people quit prematurely. But there's sometimes hard truths that are directional and would help an athlete um, put their best foot forward. If that's leaving the sport or continuing, but the hard truth is you got to change your attitude. You got to change something Mm -hmm. about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And in your experience, um, we could start with the pros of hard truth maybe, but um, how is that kind of, how have hard truths kind of played out maybe for you or for, you know, hoops in Christ uh, when you're bringing up an athlete or training an expert or a pro, uh, what are the kind of like some things that you have to kind of think about? Yeah, I think is I think it's good to have a sense of determination, obviously, and, you know, motivation and having, you know, just an, I call it a second gear, you know, yep. having a second gear to like, you know, to your purpose and what you're trying to do in life and all that stuff. But I also think it's very important. And I think it's needed, even if you look in the Bible, there's a reason why you know, Jesus had 12 disciples, you know, it wasn't just because everybody had a role and everybody kind of joined in and built this level of accountability to hold each other up to perform miracles, signs and wonders or whatever the world needs to see. Right. So I think it's important to have people around you that's going to tell you the truth. That's going to be honest yeah. with you, because I think what hard truths do, what it does for you, it helps you examine your pride. Yeah. And, and we're all prideful in so many different ways. And yep when you have people that love you and care about you and they're able to give you that hard truth, it, it really, it, it really helps you examine, okay, where, where the areas in my life where I may be prideful, where I can actually learn, but I'm not willing to do that at this moment. But then it's like, Oh, by you saying that now it's like, I have to like examine that. Like, what do I feel about that? How do I feel about that? And what, what do I do with what you just said? You know what I'm saying? Because obviously there's people that literally say stuff to you and they saying stuff out of spite or jealousy or whatever. Oh yeah. And then they just throw, or you got some people that just take all their junk and mess that they're dealing with mentally and they just dump it on you. And then they just dump it on your plate and they walk away. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's finding that, that collective group of people that you love, that, that, you know, that care about you and absolutely care about your well being. And, and, and then you're able to say, okay, what does this mean? You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody else that I just kind of know come up to me and say something, I'm not about to probably listen to that, what they say, cause you don't know me. You don't have a relationship with me. We we're not there. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you, you gotta have though, you gotta have that group of people that you could be vulnerable with, open with transparency, all that, that can give you that hard truth because it helps you examine your pride. And, and that's good. When I think about that, I think about, you know, the athletes that you're in proximity with on a regular basis. Oh, for sure. And are they, are they, will they hear from you? Like, will your athletes that you train, whether it's an NBA player, overseas player, um, they trust you to be their coach, which is awesome. Um, so that, what does that conversation look like when you got to like, when you see them practicing, but you see an attitude or something there, yeah. like, how, how do you how do you handle those situations with uh, with certain elite athletes? Because there's a lot of elite athletes listening too. I would say this: you're gonna actually be very very shocked by this. You're gonna be very shocked. Okay. I'm actually just as hard as I am with the younger kids and how on it I am. I'm pretty much very similar with 
pro guys and everything as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. that probably sounds weird for me to say that. Cause you like, how are you like getting on an NBA player that's been playing 10 years? Yeah. yeah. Well, it starts with the relationship. Like I establish a relationship so deep with my guys where they know that I truly honestly care about them as a person. That's the difference. Like yeah. I care about them as a person. I don't, if basketball stopped tomorrow, if you didn't play another game, or this, uh, if you didn't shoot another basketball, you know that I care about you as a person. And that's the first thing, showing that I care. And then the second thing is just showing up, showing up for them. Like when you know that they're going through or they having a situation with a family member, it's just showing up, being available. When you get, when they got a graduation, try to show up. When they, you know, they get married, try to show up. Like I just try to show up for them. So the relationship is so much deeper and they know that I care about them so much. Where we're on the court, I'm able to be very honest with them. And sometimes, like I said, they got to examine their pride. So sometimes some guys don't want to hear it. Hey, bro, you're not going to get drafted. You're not going to the NBA this year. You may have to go over overseas and play international basketball your first couple of years and then maybe think about the NBA. Like some guys don't want to hear that. But the thing is, is I'm going to say it because I want the best for you. And whether you whether you respect that or not or you want to hear it, it's not going to stop me from saying it because I care that much. Mm -hmm. And that plays that plays into the whole if you quit now, you're going to quit later. That whole mentality. Yeah. Um, Hard truths don't mean for you to stop. They mean for you to stop to just think about it for a minute. They mean, mm. they mean, hard truths mean that you need to consider what you are doing yep. and, and maybe pivot, you know? Yep. It's just like if you're dribbling a basketball down the court and you get double teamed, you have to stop and you have to pivot and look a different direction. Um, you know what I mean? So have you ever seen, from a hard truth, have you ever seen an athlete leave the sport completely or maybe just say you know what it's time for me to hang up my jersey and this is a good thing that this hard truth was said yeah uh, yeah I have you know for me one thing that I try to teach all my athletes is um, I'm big on principles so I try to teach principles because I believe that stories may fade ideals may fade something that you said may fade but principles remain the same. Wow. So I try to teach my athletes principles that no matter what happens, they can apply those principles in every single aspect of their life. And outside, outside of the sport, outside, outside of, of the sport, going up on the court every single day. So those principles that we're talking about on the court, you could be like, wait, I remember that principle of coach. You said that if I quit now, I'll quit everything. So now as I'm going into my job, when my boss don't like me, I'm not going to just quit or I'm not gonna just walk out on a job because something's not fun or I don't like it or I don't like somebody. I'm gonna examine my pride, examine the situation and I'm gonna to try to use this as an opportunity to learn. The thing is, is I think it's so hard for people to flip their perspective in trying to find the positive in everything because there is a positive in everything. And that's what people don't understand. And that's what a lot of the world wants us to believe that there is no positive in this situation. But I don't care if and this is sad, but it's the truth. I don't care if you're getting divorced. I don't care if you're having uh, 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 some type of issues with other relationships or if basketball is not working out, your sport is not working. It doesn't matter. There is a positive in there. There's a lesson to be learned. So there's something that you can get out of every single situation. So don't you can't hang your head because the principle is if I quit now, I'm going to quit everything. So I try to I try to I try to teach and coach so much principles that no matter what happened, 
they'll be able to leave with something regardless if the ball goes flat for them and yeah. when the ball goes flat. Yes. Yeah. It's translatable. It's yeah. translatable outside of what, and, and Stevie, you, uh, you were talking to one of the athletes that we had on the line, but um, it goes to identity. And obviously as sports and athletes, we have so much identity placed into what we do mm-hmm. that when we do get a hard truth, it attacks our identity. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have principles and you quit or you end up going a direction that you didn't feel like was a part of the plan, mm-hmm. then you feel like you're a different person completely, or you feel absolutely. like attack. that's the pride you were talking about. Right. So, yep, yeah. Yeah. It rocked, it rocks you to your core. If everything was, um, if your whole, uh, identity and you as a person is only okay, if your sport is okay, then that's really shaky grounds to be on because it's not always going to be okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's not someone saying something hard to you, it's an injury. You know what I mean? It's something's going to happen that's going to shake up your sport. And so it, your identity has to be firm in yes. something outside of the sport that complements the sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your sport complements your identity. It's not your identity. Yep. Um, man, that's so good. I It made me think like Nick and I have seen with athletes often they have the talent and they have the potential to make it far in whatever their sport is. Um, we've seen it a lot with like people in NBA where they have the talent, but then there's something that's not clicking mentally. And it's a mental side of it's their mental game. That's capping them off. What have you dealt with that with athletes and how, what do you say? How do you, what tips do you have for that? Well, Okay. Before you answer though, before you answer, because this is a loaded question because I have a really tough time with this um, because I, you can't want something for someone. Yeah. You can't want it for them. Yeah. You can't like, if you see the potential in them, but they choose not to see it in themselves, that deals with like all kinds. It, it's more than sports. It's people yep. that are recovering from drugs, alcohol, yeah. drug yep. abuse, trauma, in their, trauma life. in their life where they aren't willing to want it more then you want it for them. Right. And that can be really tough for tough. outside of just their sport and identity. Yeah, but as a coach or a training mentor, what do you do with that? Yeah, I really don't have a true answer for you on that one. I yeah. Because really, yeah. the only thing that I've known is to just be there for them. I mean, I, I haven't, I've had to deal with it plenty of times. It's just, it's hard. It's not a one it's so deep spiritually where yeah. it's just yeah. like one answer to it. You know, yeah. I just try to, like I said, I just try to be there for them. But then at the same time, this is some of the best advice I've heard. And I actually heard this through one of the pastors or something one time recently from a marriage series. And the wife said that what she started doing is she started calling out things in her husband that she believed him to be, even though he wasn't that yet. Wow. And, yeah. and so like she would just be like you're such a a mighty husband or you're such a strong patient husband and like he would think like why are you being why are you been mean why are you being an a-hole like why are you being sarcastic and she's like no I'm just calling out everything that I know you can be and so one thing that I've been doing recently and just trying to practice is like and I've been practicing it first with my wife like of just like let me call out things in her that I see right and I literally just did it like might have been two nights ago. 
I did it. We were laying down and I just start calling out stuff in her. I'm like, whatever you put your mind to, you've always accomplished it. So never think that you can't. And I just start calling out stuff. Okay. You can be a great businesswoman. You can be uh, right. And I'm just calling this out. And she, she was like, I know I was like half asleep, but, <laughs> but I, I remember you saying no, some things and it just stuck with me all day. I've been thinking about it all day. Right. So, and I've been doing that, but the thing is, it's not going to happen right when you want it. I've been constantly doing these things. She hasn't probably noticed it all the way, but I've been calling those things out. And I think as coaches and mentors, we see something in our athletes all the time. Like we see, like I could see a kid and I could automatically, just how I can see a kid and know, okay, this kid has a, he's going to the NBA. Like I can see that with kids when they're in sixth or seventh grade, I just can, I just have the ability to to recognize talent, right? Well, just as we can see that and we can see other things in people, I think it's important to call those things out. And I think the more that we call it out, we can probably save somebody's life because now they can instead of them going way in left field, they can actually say, you know what? Because you kept telling me that I can be this, I started to eventually believe it. Mm-hmm. When you say something over and over and over and over, eventually you start to believe it no matter what, whether yeah. you're crazy or not, you're going to believe it. Right. So I think, I don't know if that's the only advice I can give to that. That's oh. probably the best one. So that was, that was amazing. I was, that's listening, so good. I was listening to a podcast this morning and um, I forgot who it was, but you know, the biggest conversation that we have is the statement we say to ourselves after we say, I am dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. The biggest conversation is the conversation we have with our mouth closed. And that yep. is, yeah. When we look at ourselves in the mirror and we don't open our mouths, but there's a conversation happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't know how to say the right thing for themselves. Yep. And so as a mentor or a coach, when you're casting out the reels of encouragement, reels of truth, reels of inspiration, um, when they don't have words to say, they can hang on to those things. Mm-hmm. They'll yep. cast on to those things. And, uh, and that's really what, what, um, I think can help those people that are like on the fence of talent and potential um, that can really help push them. Is it a fast game? No, like Steve was saying, it's a slow game. Um, Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, as a mentor or a coach, you can get, I know I've gotten frustrated working with some students. I'm like, bro, we've been talking about this thing for three months. You mm-hmm. need to get over it. But mm-hmm. instead of saying and having that attitude towards it, it let's just jump straight to the thing that I believe you can be because mm-hmm. you've got, yeah. you've got wisdom. If that person's in your life and they see you as a mentor or a coach, they trust what you have to say about their life and who they are. Yeah. And you're not just saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chauncey, but you're not just saying you could go to the NBA, you could go to the NBA, you could go to the NBA, you got the talent to go to the NBA, but right. you're calling out the principles in them that is going to help them achieve all that they can achieve. So you have the strength, you have the, uh, tenacity, you Mm -hmm. have, uh, you're resilient, you're things like that. You're calling out the principles in them along with the talent, right? Because if you just tell someone you're going to the NBA, then that could really, uh, puff them up. And then their mentality may not be able to handle that as well. And we see that a lot nowadays, especially with social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I mean, you definitely got to be honest and you and all that, but you, I think calling out stuff in people, I think it, I mean, I, I think it really changes them because um, when you think about it, the hardest conversation to have, you know, is not with other people. 
the mm-hmm. hardest conversation to have is with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, so until people can start to change the conversations that they have with themselves, yeah. it really changed the conversation that you're having with other people, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to change the trajectory of your life until you change the conversations that you have with and about yourself. So that's why it's important to have people around you that's gonna call out things out of you because then it starts to change the conversations that you're having about yourself. If you thinking I'm a quitter, but then your coach keep telling you you're a winner, right? Okay. You're more than a conqueror. Those declarations keep getting spoken over your life. Eventually over time, you're gonna start to walk into that declaration and wow. you're gonna start to believe it and change the conversations that you're having about yourself and with yourself. <laughs> Dang. That's so true. Come on, John. Reach it. Hey, yeah, we gotta go on a break. <laughs> oh my god, man. man so good. Ooh, well, um, oh my gosh, man. I want to hang out here for longer, but this series that we're in right now, it's uh, it's called pre-gaming it. <laughs> hey, so we pre-gaming it. Hey, <laughs> talking about how we can, you know, better prepare ourselves mentally before our performances. And, uh, and so obviously you've been an athlete yourself and you've trained lots of different athletes and you've had to step into business meetings and all that kind of stuff. What are some practices uh, that you like to do for yourself and for your athletes to help them best mentally get themselves in the right place for performance, a practice, a meeting, anything like that? Yeah, okay. So one thing I do is something, sometimes I'll literally do like meditation time. Where yeah. yeah. This is actually, I call it worship meditation because I'll like, literally some days I may put on worship music, some days I don't. Mm-hmm. And, some, and what I kind of started doing is I'll literally uh, just practice breathing. But mm-hmm. as I practice breathing, I'm focusing on being thankful. <clears throat> so I'm like, literally just, I'm just literally, I may just be laying in bed or sitting down in my office or something and I'm my eyes are closed. And I'm just focusing on so many things that I could be thankful for as I'm practicing my breathing, right? And it starts to really settle my mind and settle my, 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 you know, my anxiousness or whatever the case is. And I'm able to really just focus on just how good God is. There's times where I've done that and literally I'm just like in tears because I'm, because it's when you're moving so fast and you're doing so much stuff, it's, it's super hard to like, be like, okay, like how much has God actually done like for me right now, right? And when you take that moment to slow down and breathe and and think of his goodness and things to be thankful for, you start getting overwhelmed about how how much God has protected you, you know, and how much he saved you. And and that alone, that's one of the practices that I've been doing. And then also with my athletes, one thing that I started doing is I started doing like a Bible app thing with some of my athletes, where we do the Bible app together. And then, you know, and then pre-COVID, I was doing that and then doing like these get togethers with the guys where like we'd do like a bowling night and we just, you know, hang out, do whatever, but then have good conversations about like growing up and childhood and all that stuff. It was really dope. I wish we could have kept doing it. It, But a lot of guys that I was working with, they were in high school, about to go to college and now they all at college. And so it was just a different set setting, but that's one thing. And another thing is literally sometimes if we're coming for a workout, sometimes we won't even work out. I'm like today, we just need to talk. Let's just talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to each other. Oh, I know you came here to work out today, but I care about you as a person more than I care about you as an athlete. So let's talk. Yeah. I know if your mind can get in the right place, your skill, I can get the skill there. I need this wow. to be with me. I need this to be here. Wow. Yeah. You know what? It was so crazy. I was, as I was talking to one of the coaches this morning at the track, 
Um, he had just gotten in a super big uh, bike accident uh, only like six weeks ago. And he showed up to the track to work out. I was like, man, you're here. What? He's like, you know what? It's just a joy to be here. And mm. I knew as soon as he said that, that it's a joy to be here, that that's why he's able to run that right. way. He said, mm. it's a joy to be here. And yep. uh, it didn't matter how bad his body felt this morning because he knew that as soon as he stepped on that track, joy is going to be what's going to be his strength. Wow. Yep. And, um, and as I passed him, uh, I kept saying, and I was like, man, it's a joy to be here. And I was like, you know, if the mind is kind, the body will follow. Yeah, that's if the right. Mind, if the mind yeah. is kind, the body is going to follow. And that's why I think what you were saying is, is if you're mentally, if you're mentally, you know, doing what you need to do before, like you might need to take an extra 10 minutes to, to do that. But mm -hmm. if that 10 minutes in that hour long workout is going to make the 50 minutes that much better, mm -hmm. it would be worth it. Right. Absolutely. I think it would be worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, yeah. That's Thank great. You. That's good. If the mind is kind, the, bo the body will follow. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. using that. That's good. That's what I, so I it just popped up. Cause I, I, he was so encouraging. The guy is probably like 65 years old. Wow. But he just said, it's a joy to be here. And, and he just wow. went running. I was like, let's <laughs> go, man. That inspired me today. It made me think this is, this is such a silly, silly connection, but uh, our son's been watching the movie surfs up like every day for the past like <laughs> week i've never seen it before i still haven't watched it all the way through but i get like i get little scenes here and there as i'm like cooking and stuff like that and uh this little penguin dude is trying to learn to surf and he's like with this legend surfer guy <laughs> and, and the legend surfer penguin dude is like trying to teach him how to surf but he won't take him in the water so he's having him all do all these like dumb things and the legends like playing pranks on him. And this mm -hmm. little penguin's just getting angry. He's frustrated. He's like, I'm not here to like fool around. I'm here to, to train. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And he just won't take him out in the water. And finally, after several days, the little penguin plays a train, uh, plays a prank back on the big guy. And then he's just starts busting up laughing. The little penguin starts busting up laughing. The big <laughs> legend looking at him like, Oh, Oh, you think that's funny? You think that's funny? He's like, yeah, I think that's real funny. He's like, okay, good. So you're having fun? You're having fun now? Okay, cool. Now we can get in the water. He wouldn't hey. let him start training until he took just like the the whatever that hardness out of him, and he just let him have fun. And he's like, once you're having fun, then you then you can train. So Dang. enjoy, <laughs> joy. It's a joy to be here. It's a joy to be here. Stupid little penguin. Uh. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's hey. real. Surfed up, dude. Surfed up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go back to Maui, Chauncey. Come on. I know, now. right? Hey, <laughs> the crazy thing is, Cruz looked like a surfer, though. <laughs> Straight up. He does. He man. does. He's starting to body surf now, which is it's a good it, thing in five year old terms. But and, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Chauncey, man, um, this has been an incredible time. Thank, Thank you so much. My pleasure. Truly, my pleasure. You uh, you inspired me today. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this a few times because there's mm -hmm. so many moments that I was like, wow, this is what I need to hear. We always listen to these and listen to them again because they're so encouraging. So yeah. um, before we leave today, though, I wanted people to I, I mean, if you all if y'all are looking for a coach or someone yeah. to speak encouragement or just follow and be inspired, Chauncey's the guy. Call yeah. Con Chauncey, your coach. Yeah. Um, for people to be able to do that, though, um, what are ways that people can stay connected to you or see what you're doing with uh, Hoops in Christ and your real estate uh, company? Yeah, 
for sure. You could check us out at at um, on Instagram or Facebook at Hoops and Christ. Um, you can also look up our website, hoopsandchrist.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, for real estate, um, just my personal page at Chauncey Hollingsworth or Team Hollingsworth Realty. Team mm-hmm. Hollingsworth Realty. And um, yeah, I mean, whoever's listening, I would love to get get connected and, you know, because I know that there's somebody that can impact my life and I can impact you. And that's what life is all about. So please wow. reach Please reach out. Yeah, Instant. man. I mean, hey, a lot of people are leaving California. We're in California right now. So if they if they want to come to Minnesota, right? <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be able to hook them up, right? I got you. I got you. There you go. There you go. You heard it. You heard it from the man himself. Yeah. Hey, we gotta get your wife on here. We gotta we gotta do a, an episode with you and Tara. That'll be fun. Sure. We should do it. They yeah. are a firehouse couple. These are and, my favorite people. And you'll get to hear from Chauncey again. We're gonna have him on regularly. So um, that being said, Chauncey, once again, thank you Love very you. much. Love you, man. Blessings to you, brother. Love y'all. Love y'all.